good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Foodie, Amanda Plevel, and I am coming to you with how to combine the art and science of healthy eating, healthy lifestyle, and healing through the two biggest tools in your toolkit, which are your food and your thoughts. Um, many of, the, of you that have known me or heard of me or worked with me in the past know that um, I'm, I'm working towards hope for those with autoimmune and autoimmune-induced allergy and anxiety through cellular optimization and polyvagal and phenolic communications. So we're, this, this podcast, basically, I'm, all, I'm always all you know, clinical and researchy, and this podcast is kind of what I do, um, kind of the more, more relaxed, fun side of me, where you can kind of just get to know me as a person and see me outside of that whole research, clinical, scientist-based thinking. So this is just me in real life and bringing to you the things that are useful for a naturalist lifestyle and the things that we can learn on a regular daily basis to um, empower ourselves to give us the expressions of health that we're looking for. So um, kind of tying in a lot of just like, how do, how do we live on a regular basis? What do we do moment to moment? Um, before we have to get to that clinical place where you're sitting across from somebody trying to, you know, figure out what is dysfunctional in your body and how did you get here and how do you need to reverse that? So these are all the things of just how do we live? How do we make choices in the moment? And so if you didn't watch um, or listen to my last podcast, it was all on kind of winning the day and just a really goofy podcast on how I get my morning started and my frequency reset, which I just have to giggle about that. I even shared that because if if you could just look in my windows and watch how silly it looks when I am dancing and, and doing that frequency reset, you would just really get a giggle out of it too. So um, yeah, we're just being, just being real on this podcast. So today we are gonna talk about um, the microbiota and why that's important and how it's kind of like you are this planet. You're like this host to all of these little colonies, these little communities inside your body. And the fact that we all work together, you know, there's a oneness between what you're hosting inside your body and who you are as a person. So we're gonna get into that a little bit. And so let's bring it to the table. So what we know so far is that the use of probiotics has gotten more and more common. You know, everybody knows now if they're taking an antibiotic and it's killing all the kinds of bacteria in your body that we want to supplement it with good colonies. Again, we want to, you know, if, if something's coming in like the antibiotic and eradicating those good bacteria, we want to supplement with probiotics. Oftentimes though, people don't really know how that's happening or why that's happening or really understand what's going on with that or why that's important. And so just real briefly, for those of you that do already know that, and just to, just to get everybody up to the same page, is you have colonies after colonies after colonies of gut bacteria, at least you should. They've been able to deduce that there's tens of trillions bacteria in the body. That means that we are literally more microbe than we are human. So, um, it's important to think about what kind of colonies we are allowing to live there. Um, a lot of those good bacteria will help to ferment foods that did not digest through the small intestine, and that creates small chain fatty acids, which we need in our bodies. Probiotics will also convert our nutrients 
so that they're in the usable form so that our bodies can actually use those nutrients that came in and they keep they keep germs and illness and pathogens in check they they keep it so that if they are adhered to our epithelial lining if they're adhered to the cells bad ones that could cause harm and infection can't adhere so the good microbiome in in our gut is really important for our health what i kind of alluded to in the last episode i said did you know that when you are that when depending on your environment and the people that you're living with it changes your microbiota and so there's a there's a very real benefit of experiencing other cultures other places to live um, because it, it changes the kinds of bacteria that are growing inside also if you are in close contact living relationship with somebody for longer than 10 years um, there's a dr reza mirbaluki who is now a professor at Southwestern College of Natural Medicine, who was mentioning um, that if you that he did studies on this, and if you're in a long-term living relationship with somebody, say of 10 years or longer, that you will, your microbiota will start looking the same. Thus, your your symptoms and your expressions and your illnesses can start looking the same as your partners or as that person that you're living with. So what that means is that if one person, so in, in some of these gut challenges that I'm working with with clients or in some of the autoimmunity, um, what that means is we know that you need to establish a credible, effective gut colony um, microbiome. However, not just that one person can take a probiotic supplement and call it good. Generally, the environment and the people inside that environment also need to change. Um, everybody can add to their improvement of their microbiomes. And so um, adding something like doing fermented foods and helping that be something your family does just as a natural part of dining together can be really helpful because everybody's biomes will change. Everybody's gut bacteria will change and it will improve for the better helping that person that you live with that maybe has a more uh, a poorer gut colonization system or is maybe going through some autoimmunity or cancers or illness and so fermented foods is one of those very easy things that you can do i'm going to put a link in the description if you go to to my online toolkit drfoodie.live and you type in the search um, for homemade yogurt or sourdough you will get to two of the easiest ways that you can add fermented foods to your life. So you can make sourdough bread and those are generally more tolerated grains. Um, it is not appropriate for celiac until you've gone through work with that, but um, people that are typically kind of sensitive, not necessarily celiac, but are kind of sensitive to grains are noted to tolerate their grains um, better if it is sourdough, if it's been fermented first. Um, we use yogurt quite a bit we also make kombucha for those in our families that don't do dairy kombucha tea is a really good easy way to get some fermented foods into your diet you're going to notice differences you're going to notice more energy you're going to notice better bowel movements you might notice a decrease in bloating or um, abdominal pain or gas so there's lots of benefits to fermented foods we love that they are going to help to nourish the probiotic um, that live inside Prebiotics now are the food that feeds those bacteria. So prebiotics are fiber-rich foods. 
Um, and there's inulin and fructooligosaccharide, but, but just even your fruits and vegetables are good fiber foods that will feed those um, bacteria in the gut. Now, sometimes as people are going through healing, fiber foods can be very difficult for them. Fermented foods can be very difficult for them. And here's a couple of the reasons why that I'm gonna highlight. Fiber foods are very hard for the body. Um, they don't break down in the body. They, they, they move to the large intestine where they get fermented by the bacteria. Well, if you're having gut issues that, and they indicate that you don't have enough gut colonies to, to help to ferment that fibrous food, or you don't have enough proper pancreatic enzymes to, to work on digesting those foods, it's going to, um, it's going to feel harder to digest and make use of those foods and fibers can actually cause some of the problems while a person is going through healing. Likewise, fermented foods, um, when the food breaks down in our body, you're going to read about this. My book will be coming out on retrain the allergy brain. It's all about my autoimmune protocol for balance and, and healthy lifestyle. Um, and you can go right now to our clinic site, wellclinicnaturalhealth.com and go under the tab that says retrain the allergy brain and you can read a little bit more about it there. But sometimes when people are in those places of inflammation or autoimmunity, um, some people do not handle fermented foods very well. And as you'll read in my program, um, that the substrates that those foods break down into, the chemistry can be a problem. And so if we don't have proper digestion and absorption happening in the body, those food chemicals can cause issue in, in the body where the fermented foods can be um, a little trickier. So you go through some healing before you can always get into to being able to do the fermented foods. Sometimes for people, um, it might be having, you know, only being able to tolerate a teaspoon of yogurt a day or just a swig of the kombucha. But that's where you need to work with your practitioner to help see what's appropriate for you. If you are, you know, kind of just trying to improve your diet, improve your, your lifestyle, adding fermented foods is a good way to do that if you don't have any underlying things. If you do, then, then that might be a time to reach out, which I know that you can do through these podcasts. You can reach out and leave messages. So um, if you find that icon, definitely go ahead and do that. I'll be happy to answer those questions for you. If you find these podcasts enjoyable, definitely click the support button. It's helping bring um, basic, easy education in real life situations to people that, that need to hear about it. So definitely click that and support, not me or the podcast, support the people that need to hear it. And we all thank you for that. So tune in to us next time. We're going to be talking more about anxiety. We're gonna get into kind of the anxiety. And, and when I'm talking about anxiety, a lot of people don't realize that some of these autoimmune conditions can create kind of an autoimmune induced anxiety. So we're gonna see how that looks through the body and why it affects the brain and the mood the way that it does. So tune in to my channel, we'll bring it to the table again. I'll see you next time.